1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery. <laughs>
2: Tonight, the breaking news that could affect control of the U.S. Senate with the midterms now less than two weeks away. Football star turned Senate hopeful Herschel Walker now facing accusations from a second woman. She says the anti-abortion rights candidate drove her to a clinic and paid for an abortion. And in Pennsylvania... Good evening, candidates. Voters react to John Fetterman and Dr. Oz's only debate as Democrats worry about the stroke survivors' performance. Mr. Fetterman really struggled. It was painful to watch. Breaking news, the massive drug bust, hundreds of thousands of fentanyl pills, more than a thousand pounds of meth, plus cocaine and heroin taken off the streets. Tonight, how many lives may have been saved? Children's hospitals overwhelmed, pediatric beds at capacity as the country sees a dramatic rise in RSV. We speak with an emergency room doctor. How concerned are you about a long winter of illness? I'm concerned. And Putin watches his troops' nuclear drills. CBS's Holly Williams gets reaction from inside Ukraine.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Wednesday. Tonight there are major developments that could potentially shake up the midterm elections in two key political backgrounds battlegrounds. The breaking news from Georgia Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker is denying new accusations that he paid for another woman to have an abortion three decades ago. The accuser says she's afraid of retaliation and wants to remain anonymous. And in Pennsylvania, there's concern tonight from Democrats after the Senate debate between John Fetterman and Mehmet Oz. The race is a toss up and Fetterman's performance last night is raising new questions about Fetterman's recovery from a stroke. These races are important because they could decide the balance of power in the Senate. Our latest Battleground tracker shows Republicans now have a slight advantage, though at least five races are toss-ups. As America decides, we have team coverage of those crucial races in Georgia and Pennsylvania. And we're going to begin with CBS's Nicole Killian. Good evening, Nicole.
4: Good evening, Nora. This new claim comes as Herschel Walker is in a dead heat with Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and amid record early voting turnout in Georgia. Walker recently told me he he was trying to move forward with his campaign. Now he's defending another allegation that he says are lies. In to me, In a virtual news conference, attorney Gloria Allred introduced and Jane Doe, right concealing right the identity of a woman who claims Herschel Walker drove her to an abortion clinic in the spring of 1993 after learning she was pregnant.
2: He encouraged me to have an abortion and gave me the money to do so.
4: The woman described a six-year relationship with Walker while he was still married and playing in the NFL. She said she tried to get the abortion herself but couldn't go through with it and says he took her to a Dallas area clinic the next day and waited for her while she got the procedure. I was so traumatized by what Herschel had put me through. ALRED shared doors, evidence from her power. client including cards purporting to be from Walker as well as a photo and recording of him as proof of their relationship.
1: I want to say I love you and I was thinking about
4: you. The woman called the GOP Senate nominee who is staunchly anti-abortion a hypocrite and said she was not coming forward for political reasons. I do not believe that Herschel is morally fit to be a US senator. I'm
0: done with this foolishness.
4: Walker played down the allegations on the campaign trail along with South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Kavanaugh didn't back down.
5: He's on the court. Herschel ain't backing down. Herschel Walker's going to the United States Senate.
4: It is the latest case to envelop Walker who recently admitted to writing a check for another woman who claimed he paid for her abortion in 2009.
1: I said that's a lie.
4: Walker's opponent, Senator Warnock, has tried to steer clear of commenting on some of these controversies, but tonight he issued a statement saying this is the latest example of a troubling pattern. Nora?
2: What a story in these final days. Nicole Killian, thank you. Well, now let's head to Pennsylvania for voter reaction to the showdown between John Fetterman and Mehmet Oz. Both Senate candidates are now trying to seize momentum after their debate. We get more from CBS's Robert Costa in Harrisburg.
5: Republican candidate Mehmet Oz hit the campaign trail today with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, calling his opponent John Fetterman soft on crime and touting his own performance at Tuesday night's face-off. Now, last night's debate focused
6: on my desire to bring balance to Washington.
5: In that debate, Pennsylvania voters got a live hour-long look at Fetterman, who is recovering from a stroke in May. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, Mush two words together, but it knocked me down. But I'm going to keep coming back up. Fetterman used a closed captioning device to help him read the moderator's questions and Oz's answers. And there were moments where Fetterman appeared to struggle. It's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners. Excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students. With the race essentially tied two weeks out, the debate was a key moment for some voters, who had a mix of opinions today on Fetterman's verbal difficulties.
4: Mr. Fetterman uh, really struggled. It was painful to watch. As long as he feels that he's fit to run for office,
7: then I will trust his word.
3: I don't understand how his handlers allowed him to engage in that debate. Just because he don't speak as fast as everyone else has nothing to do with what he can do in Congress.
5: Fetterman was pressed by the moderators about why he has not released complete medical records. He has released a letter from his primary care doctor that says he is capable of serving. Oz refrained yesterday from directly addressing Fetterman's health challenges, but his allies like Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey have not. You believe the question will linger in the final days here? I do, I mean, I certainly do, given his performance. Also, let's be honest, he's not releasing all the records. Um, We all saw just how badly affected he still is. Fetterman's campaign claims that since the debate ended, he has raised two million dollars, but some top Democrats remain concerned, including former Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rendell, who told CBS News that Fetterman at times seemed confused and he wants to see the candidate out on the trail a lot to show voters he's ready to serve. Nora.
2: Wow, there is so much at stake. It will be a long election night, perhaps a long election week. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Well, a jury in Wisconsin reached a guilty verdict today for a man who plowed his SUV through a Christmas parade last year. Daryl Brooks now faces six consecutive life sentences, one for each life that he took. Dozens more were injured. The conviction brings an end to a chaotic trial where the killer acted as his own attorney with bizarre courtroom behavior. CBS's Roxana Saberi reports it was an emotional day at the courthouse. We want to warn you, the video of the attack is hard to watch.
1: We, the jury, find the defendant,
8: Daryl E. Brooks, Guilty. Daryl Brooks sat silently homicide. with his head bowed as the judge read the jury's verdict. Guilty. Guilty on all 76 criminal degree. counts. Guilty, a first degree intentional homicide. Six counts, one for each of the six men, women, and child he killed oh after he drove his SUV into a Christmas parade in Waukesha last November. More than 60 others were injured. Uh, Mr. Brooks, you're
1: interrupting me.
8: During the trial, Brooks represented himself.
1: Your life is not on the line,
8: mine is. At times clashing with the judge and even stripping off his prison garb. We had videograph evidence of his behavior all up and down that crime scene. Today, with victims' families by her side, District Attorney Sue Opper said they're satisfied the jury held Brooks accountable after just three hours of deliberations. What do you think about the length of time that the jury took to deliberate? We think the verdict was uh, fair, the timing was spot on. The medical stuff isn't over. Ryan Conkey's 12-year-old niece, Jessalyn Torres, has undergone several surgeries since she was struck by Brooks. What do you think this decision will mean for the healing of families like yours and other families?
1: I think it's a huge step forward. You know, I think this gives everybody an opportunity to have some sort of closure.
8: Conkey says he and his family have had trouble sleeping. The kids were afraid of fast-moving cars and have just started venturing back into crowds. A hearing to set Daryl Brooks's sentencing date is scheduled for Monday. Nora.
2: Roxana Saberi, thank you. Well, tonight, we're just getting word of a massive drug bust linked to Mexican cartels. 17 people are under arrest in California and Washington state. Federal prosecutors accuse them of being part of an interconnected drug trafficking ring and say that the amount of fentanyl seized was enough to kill 132,000 people. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has the late details.
3: Photos tonight show the hall seized this week in a joint operation by the FBI, DEA, and local law enforcement officials. Authorities say three major cartels operating within the U.S. smuggled the drugs, including fentanyl, through Mexico.
5: The amount of drugs that we are talking about is huge, and those are coming across the border in cars and in trucks.
3: According to U.S. Attorney Nick Brown, federal authorities tracked the groups and monitored their efforts to recruit people in the Seattle area to distribute the narcotics on the street. 330,000 pills of fentanyl alone were seized. Former head of DEA International Operations, Mike Vihill.
1: Fentanyl is the most dangerous drug that the United States is currently facing. The cartels are moving away from other drugs because it's much more lucrative.
3: Just yesterday, two separate busts in Arizona and Oregon brought in more than 18 pounds of the drug. Fentanyl, which is usually disguised as more expensive drugs, is also one of the deadliest. In 2021, Colorado saw an almost 70% increase in fatal fentanyl overdoses from 2020, more than 900 deaths.
1: That should really scare the American public.
3: And here's another scary fact. Fentanyl is 100 times stronger than morphine. Authorities believe 40 percent of the pills they seized this week contain lethal doses, Nora.
2: That is scary. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Well, here's an alarming number. 99% of pediatric beds are now full at one of the nation's top hospitals, Children's National, right here in Washington. And that is mostly because of the respiratory illness known as RSV. That has been surging throughout the country. Well, today we visited the hospital and learned some important information on what parents need to know. Noah and Bailey Wendell didn't know their two-month-old was sick with RSV until they rushed her to the emergency room.
5: I was panicked, you know, because I could tell that my my daughter was breathing very badly, breathing deep.
2: The severe respiratory illness invaded Nevaeh's lungs, and she was suffering.
5: She's definitely a a precious little angel.
2: The family has been in Le Children's Hospital in Memphis since Sunday, where Nevaeh is receiving oxygen and fluids. Dr. Sarah Coombs works in the emergency room at Children's National, where she's been treating RSV patients. Are the symptoms more severe this year? Yes.
7: And that exactly goes to why the hospital is full and why we have so many children needing admission as opposed to being able to be seen and discharged home.
2: In D.C. and 36 states, RSV cases are rising at an alarming rate, as a trio of viruses COVID, the flu, and RSV are filling hospitals to capacity. More than 70% of pediatric beds are already occupied nationwide. Why do you think there's been such an outbreak? So we think it's in large part that
7: during COVID, we had lockdown, we were masking, we were social distancing, and our immune systems, they didn't get the workout they're used to getting.
2: All three viruses have common symptoms, often starting with a fever, congestion, and runny nose. COVID can cause a sore throat and digestive issues. RSV causes wheezing and coughing. Doctors say if your child is having difficulty breathing, pulling in their chest, flared nostrils or blue around their nose and mouth, you should seek medical care immediately.
7: It doesn't matter if it's COVID or flu or RSV. If the child is running into trouble with breathing, it doesn't matter what's causing that trouble with breathing, we need to see them in the emergency department.
2: In Texas, when the Thompsons saw their seven-month-old baby Miles was lethargic and not eating, they took him to the emergency room.
1: Don't wait. Don't don't think it's going to get better on its own.
2: Well, and Dr. Coombs told us she's concerned about how early this spike of RSV is happening, and that means it could be a long winter for emergency rooms. Now, her advice to parents is remain calm, keep an eye on your child when they're sick, and try and stick with these basic preventative measures like washing your hands. All right, there was more threatening talk today from Vladimir Putin. The Russian president said the risk of world conflict is high as he oversaw the start of nuclear military exercises. He also repeated the unfounded claim that Ukraine may be planning a dirty bomb attack. CBS's Holly Williams is following developments from Kyiv. These Russian nuclear drills
7: are an annual event, but this year they come during a vicious war with Ukraine and anxiety that Moscow could use a nuclear bomb in anger. Vladimir Putin watched the exercises by video link. He's openly threatened to use nuclear weapons. And today he repeated Russia's accusation that Ukraine could be planning to detonate a radioactive device, a so-called dirty bomb. The U.S. calls the allegation transparently false. A dirty bomb is less harmful than a nuclear bomb, but uses conventional explosives to spread radioactive material, causing contamination. There are fears that Russia could be laying the groundwork for a so-called false flag operation, staging an incident and then blaming Ukraine, perhaps as a pretext to use a nuclear weapon. President Biden warned Russia against it.
6: i Guaranteeing you that it's a false flag operation yet, don't know, but uh, it would be a serious, serious mistake.
7: Russia's military appears to be struggling in Ukraine, recently losing swaths of territory. Today, Ukraine's defence minister told us Russia's exhausted and trying to force Ukraine and the West to negotiate. What you're describing is sort of nuclear or radioactive blackmail.
0: Yes, this is a blackmail.
7: The U.S. says Russia's rhetoric is irresponsible, but sees no reason to change its nuclear posture.
2: Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. Today, the U.S. imposed new sanctions against Iranian officials who cracked down on protests there. Despite that crackdown, today demonstrators marked 40 days since Masha Amini died in police custody. There were rallies in Tehran and also at Amini's gravesite. The 22-year-old woman had been arrested for not wearing a headscarf properly. Iranian police say she died of a heart attack. Her family insists she was beaten. Well, the rifle that was used in a deadly school shooting this week may have been previously removed from the killer's home. That story when we return. Angie's list is now Angie,
7: and we've heard a lot of theories about why.
1: I thought it was an eco-move.
2: We learned today that the parents of the 19 year old gunman who killed two people in a school shooting earlier this week previously worked with police to take away a gun from him. Police say the shooter's mother had long been worried about his mental health and got him treatment including medication, therapy and committing him to a hospital. The St. Louis police chief believes the weapon taken away months ago may be the same AR-15 style rifle that he used in the attack. Well tonight, there's a major recall of popular household cleaners, the potential serious risks when we come back. There's an important recall of household cleaners to tell you about. This includes Pine Sol scented multi-purpose cleaners and all-purpose cleaners. The products could contain bacteria that could cause serious illness in people with compromised immune systems. We also want to point out the recall does not include the original Pine Scented Pine Sol. An 80-year-old doctor is set to run his 45th Marine Corps Marathon this weekend. We can't wait to introduce you to him. That's next.
5: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite.
2: The Marine Corps Marathon being run here in Washington this weekend started in 1976 with the goal of promoting goodwill. Perhaps no runner better exemplifies that spirit than the doctor you're about to meet. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford.
4: This weekend, Dr. Glenn Galehood will run his 45th Marine Corps Marathon. He's only missed it twice, but he's up for almost any race. So how many marathons have you run?
0: 170 to date and uh,
4: counting. (laughs) How many continents? Seven continents. He saves his medals, well but his true passion know. is saving lives with his nonprofit Mission to Heal. It brings medical supplies and training to the most remote corners of the world. We have done what we can to help not just to heal the folk that we see immediately by cutting and sewing, but by teaching those skills such that it continues beyond us. His medical missions are inspired by his runs. The marathon is a good metaphor because it takes discipline, it takes effort, and it takes a commitment. That's what healthcare is. Dr. Gail is 80 years old. So how much longer do you plan to keep doing missions and running marathons? Until the next one, and the next one, and the one after that. Because crossing a finish line means it's time to start a new mission. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Durwood, Maryland.
2: I don't know about you, but I'm super impressed. (laughs) That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music, Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger,
2: CBS News Business Analyst, Certified Financial Planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life.